Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He always got straight A's, but his report card said he talked too much. This is The Roy Green Show. It was really quite a scene, uh, incredible to see the leaders of North and South Korea, Kim Jong-un and uh, President Moon Jae-in, embracing one another and committing to an end of the war that never ended. It was There was an armistice, but that was it. And uh, to work for, quote, the complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula and... Um, Two Koreas announced as Global News um, declared they would work with the United States and China this year to declare an official end to the 1950s Korean War and seek an agreement to establish permanent and solid peace in its place. And it was just, it seems like just yesterday that we were talking about the threat that North Korea posed, nuclear missile threat, that uh, North Korea posed, and I spoke to our guest now about that very issue. Our guest is Colonel Peter Mansour, U.S. Army, retired the Raymond E. Mason, Jr. Chair of Military History at The Ohio State University. He's the author of Surge, My Journey with General David Petraeus, and the Remaking of the Iraq War. Colonel uh, Mansour, how did this happen just weeks ago? Again, we were concerned North Korea would be lobbing missiles at Japan and maybe at the United States. Well, clearly, uh, Kim Jong-un has made a, a strategic calculation to, uh, uh, you know, call a timeout in uh, his pursuit of nuclear weapons. Uh, and whether it's genuine or not remains to be seen. I mean, we've seen this movie before. There, there were nuclear freezes, two of them in the 1990s, one in 2007 and another in 2012, and they've all eventually collapsed. Uh, due to North Korean leaders uh, seeking greater capabilities. Uh, so I'm, I'm skeptical. Um, there's a lot of things that could be going on right now, but uh, we'll have to just wait and see how this plays out. If this is not the real deal, what would the long game be potentially for someone like uh, Kim Jong-un? So he and his father have uh, routinely... Uh, played this game where they advance their nuclear capabilities to a certain level, then they reach a plateau, and it, it's not like their nuclear capabilities are going to progress much at that point, and so they reach out, they have a peace feeler with the South, uh, they get um, certain things out of it, whether it be trade or um, uh, aid or uh, just a pause in in sanctions. Uh, they pocket those uh, those. Uh, advantages and then they a few years later when their nuclear program is ready to take another step they they walk it back um, in 2000 for instance uh, Kim Dae-jung uh, the previous president of South Korea won the Nobel Peace Prize for uh, an agreement with uh, Kim Jong-il Kim Jong-un's father uh, to make steps towards peace on the Korean Peninsula um, of course that effort also collapsed so 
North Korea may be making the the determination that it's uh, it's reached a certain point in its nuclear program that it can't progress too much from this point on, right in the near term, and so they they reach out to the south. Uh, an optimist would say, well, the sanctions have had a, uh, an impact; they they're biting, and the strategy of uh, the Trump administration and to put the pressure on North Korea has been working, and um, and that the North is making a genuine peace offer at this point. But like I said, I'm skeptical. Now, when they say they'll dismantle their nuclear program and dismantle their test sites, is that was that just window dressing potentially? Well, they would they would have to agree to on-site intrusive uh, inspections. Right. This is where I think that it would be really hard for Kim Jong Un to. Um, to certify that he's he's denuclearizing, um, there is a report out today, by the way, that the mountain that they used uh, as their test site has collapsed from the the latest test. Oh, it has collapsed. Uh, right, and and so, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a place to test your your nuclear weapons, it's going to take a while to create a new test site, and this may be his his uh, strategy in the near term is to reach out. Um, feign a peace feeler and, and uh, see if he can't pocket some some uh, advantages such as a relaxation of sanctions. Is there a timetable uh, where you'll be a little more comfortable? Are there indicators that you'd be looking for? Yes, I, I think if Kim Jong-un agrees to on-site inspections, um, I think that would be a major step uh, forward and would show his, his real willingness to um, actually denuclearize, or at least let the outside world know where the program is at this point, because right now there's a lot of guesswork involved. So that's one thing I would look for. Um, you know, everything else that people are talking about so far is, is sort of window dressing, a um, um, summit meetings and a supposed end to the, to the war. You know, these are all pieces of diplomacy that are nice, uh, but they're not hard power, and what what would really signal, I think, his intention to um, to change would be to accept more on-site inspections by dispassionate third-party observers. All right, Colonel Mansour, thank you very much for the time. I guess for a dictator, you have to be seen to be strong all the time; otherwise, yours may not be the decisions to make any longer. Pretty quickly, you could end up hanging from a lamppost yeah. in downtown Pyongyang. You yeah, could. Thanks for the time, Colonel Mansour. All the best. Thank you, Roy. Uh, former executive officer, General David Petraeus, in Iraq. We'll come back in a minute.